Yo, welcome back to Return to Play Podcast. It's the playoffs. The NFL playoffs are here. I was a little sad coming home from work today and not having any Thursday football to watch while we do this, but that thus is life. It's just a fact of life. Football has to go away for a bit, so it's that much more loved when it comes back. The playoffs this weekend should not disappoint for the football treats in our basket. It's going to be, I think we're going to just have six really good games, uh, for better or for worse, such as, you know, Eagles, Bucks might be a shit show, but it's, I think, still going to be, a, I think, six competitive games, I should say. And I can't believe we're sitting here and my terrible towel is still out on my underneath my TV for another week. And uh, blessed are we, you know, the tooth fairy at the beginning of Sunday said, you know, have fun, have fun watching the Browns in the playoffs, have fun uh, sitting out. And I said, okay, we'll see. And uh, sure enough, you know, I, I, the Jags, obviously my only podcast win there last week, Titans three and a half. Um, as soon as I saw Christian Kirk was out, uh, ruled out, uh, you know, lock, key, lock, and seal. Uh, I, I felt so good about us getting in and kicking the door down. Don, anything you have uh, to add before we do talk about the history of the curse of the terrible towel and how it snake bit those Jags? Uh, just a great weekend of football overall. My first greasy gambling championship. My second lock of the week championship. Feels feels good to, to finally get that in the bag. Thank you for your epic second collapse. half of the season collapse. Yeah, bad bad collapse by Steve. You can tell who, the, who the was numbers. who was it at what was it six five five and fifteen and one five, five fifteen and one over the latter portion of the season. Since he was week uh, he was he was really at an astronomical rate. Both the first two years, well above 500, and started off this year well above 500 and just collapsed and uh, left the door open for me, who was fairly steady. And it will not happen again next year. Yeah, it was it was very impressive that your your two and a half year clip, though I will give you that. Um, feels good. Uh, South Dakota State, big dub, big cover for me. This is. Certainly, I, I was expecting them to maybe get some votes in the AP poll, and they did not. But this is a, this is one of the best FCS teams to ever do it. Just routed everybody on the on the way to their title. Uh, and then the big this is this is just a great year for the college football playoff overall. Uh, both semifinal games good. Both final. What what do you think of the championship? There was a no, you know, a lot of a lot of bitter. Ohio State fans being angry. I will say the uh, the holding, not that it wasn't a holding, it was a clear holding, but there there were some iffy no call holdings, I guess, throughout the game. And then the the big the big play, I think it was to it was when it was twenty to thirteen at the time. Washington threw a big big pass to I believe it was a Dunze, the thirty two yard pass that had Washington and Michigan territory uh, with a chance to tie the game, but it came back for holding. So obviously. You look at the final score, and it kind of looks like a blowout, but no, nah, it was a fantastic game up to that point. And obviously, if Washington scores there and ties the game at 20, it's a completely different game. So that one call is is huge 
still was a holding though. But uh, overall, crazy good season. I don't know what's going to happen. Saban retiring is going to shake the entire landscape. You got any? You got any college college thoughts before we flush college for the rest of the year? You know, I you know the game uh, was. I wasn't shocked to see how that played out, but I did think I thought it was going to be a back and forth, uh, more defensive game. You know, and they kind of got sloppy a little bit there. Well, yeah. just just big big runs, but you know when you can't when you can't stop the run, your running backs are averaging seems like fifteen yards a carry. You know that's just a glare glaring hole that you clearly weren't prepared for. So you know when it's that it's it's a wrap it's sealed before it even uh gets going but they they stayed in it there a little bit but overall the football playoff you know in retrospect probably you know should have had that florida state team in obviously everyone was a lot of a big following was going saying yeah you know, in retrospect, as well as people were saying before the playoffs started that, you know, Florida State is a clear snub. And, and the the performance of, of Texas, I think, warranted that. I, I don't think Florida State would have done any worse, certainly. And so tough, tough for that. And, and you know, it's going to be all water under the bridge next year after we get the uh, 12-team playoff here. And and so it's all going to be forgotten. And I think the committee knew that. And I, so they just said, let's pick Texas because they've got way more money to give us for this uh, ad revenue and all of that. So I think that that may have had some something to do with it. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to say this. Uh, I mean, both both teams, the, the three teams in question, obviously, were Florida State, Texas and Bama. And both that got in over Florida State ultimately lost their game. So that does give Florida State leverage. Although they got throttled by Georgia, they were still missing 27 players or whatever it was. They weren't, they weren't going to beat either team without Jordan Travis. But that brings up the question. Of the, thing, the thing that with me is I, I still think Georgia is clearly the best team. Like you, you say, Florida State without their quarterback is not one of the best teams. And they're taking the four best teams. If that, you know, obviously Florida State was the quote unquote deserving team. So if you're going to argue you're taking the best teams, how are you not taking Georgia, who was on a, what, 27, 20, 29, whatever the hell their win streak was, 29 game win streak coming in? They were the wire to wire number one. They lost a close game to a one loss Bama team. And Georgia would have been a favorite. In any in the matchups against any of the four teams that got in, Georgia would have been favored. So I think everything the committee has done has been entirely inconsistent. Obviously, Georgia didn't have the resume without their conference championship, but they would have been a Vegas favorite against any of the four teams. And I think had they gotten in, they I mean they would have been you know if put if you if Michigan played Georgia tomorrow, the spread would be like Georgia minus four. So, so if you're excluding Florida State because they're not one of the best teams, how how are the other one-loss teams getting in over Georgia, who clearly was the best, and then who obviously fucking throttled Florida State's second string, basically? So, I don't know. Just a crazy season. Big big uh season for Michigan overall. I do I do love the uh <laughs> the tears of unfathomable sadness I'm getting from all the Ohio State fans. <laughs> yeah, that I 
that is a nice payout. I'll I'll agree with that. I think we can move on. Let's move on to the, uh, the t- terrible towel talk. You know, uh, it was so poetic that it was the Jags. They're Jags. <laughs> That's the perfect Pittsburgh thing. It was it was destiny for the Jags to jag themselves with the terrible towel curse here. Um, I'm so happy it happened in our timeline of the universe. I'll, I'll let Danny take away the the other examples in the past of terrible towel disrespect that has been nothing but terrible the rest of that season for that team and you know just to finish up will when will it stop like you know who because there's always going to be guys out there with egos that are going to say i don't give a damn about some towel and the there's no real curse i'm gonna be the one to disprove that there's a curse you know deep down that ego is gonna feed people over time especially now that it it has a bit more lore i think with social media especially now uh there's a bit more lore than the past examples and so the 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 league is on notice about the terrible towel now it's safe to say take it away so uh this is the third you know noted incidence of a team you know blatantly disrespecting the Terrible. Well, I'm not sure there's been more than three, but this is the the third, like, significantly documented one that certainly came back to bite them. So the first one, 2005, if you if you recall, Hushmanzada like wiping his cleats with the, with the towel and uh, you know stomping it out, which obviously did not bode well for the Bengals who lost to us in the wild card that year as we went on to uh, win the Super Bowl. And the the next incident was uh, 2008, where if you recall the year the the Titans had jumped out to a 10-0 start to the season. They they ultimately finished 13 and three, second to last week. They played the Steelers, uh, basically in a battle for the one seed. Titans throttled the Steelers, absolutely smoked them, um, and then kind of did the did the same thing desecrating the towel after the game and uh titans got the one seed Steelers got the two seed titans ultimately lost their first game to the ravens who the steelers then beat to advance to their next super bowl so both those seasons uh 2005 2008 pittsburgh won the super bowl so obviously this one came back to bite the jags in the rear end uh i can't say with any amount of even fake confidence that we will win the super bowl now but uh certainly is is pleasurable to see the te- the <laughs> Jaguars, you know, just immediately eat it. Three and, three and six they finished after uh disrespecting the towel. So it's not a definitely not a good good if you're if you beat the Steelers, just don't touch the towel. Pretty crazy. I mean the Madden curse eventually got um debunked or proven wrong, but uh even still like Josh Allen was on it last year. He's not having as good of a season this year. And then uh, who is on it this current year? Or is it it was it Josh this year? I don't even know. I buy it every yeah. year, and then I play it for two days, and then I say this is even worse than last year. And then I, I just the, – the nostalgia of it brings me back yearly. Well, we'll just touch on this. Uh, I, if NCAA is going to have the gameplay that we're expecting of, the, you know, that classic PS2 feel – 
of of a football game if it's going to deliver that then ncaa is going to be ea's new cash cow and they're oh, gonna oh i'm sure it already gonna, was and madden is gonna fall to second oh uh, I, I i feel like back in the day it, i feel like it probably was though but maybe not but they're gonna do but the same I, bullshit they're gonna they're gonna update they're gonna tweak fucking two things a year and charge us 70 bucks a year for, yeah for it. it's the most expensive subscription oh. out there is ea sports games you know i you know and you can get them half off black friday like if you wait uh madden goes on sale almost immediately now but either way and that's how you know it's bullshit they put the game on sale 30 days after it comes out like it's just bullshit money grab for suckers i'm I'm literally i'm when ncaa comes out i'm literally gonna take a week off of work and just fucking play it <laughs> like not that's how not a bad plan i i used to play it like a crackhead i mean i played it even when i liked madden i played ncaa like a hundred times as much we'll get into you want to talk about big, the co- coaching big, news big coaching it. carousel yeah it's uh well we touched on saving i do want to say if i'm a coach like one of these big name coaches they're talking about i know a couple of already like uh landing already said like he's he's not leaving i would not touch this if, if if I already have like a big job like, you know Lane Kiffin, Dan Lanning, even freaking James Franklin's bald ass like I would not touch this Bama job at all. Like there's no chance that anybody who takes this job is going to be successful because you cannot. There's no way anybody will ever live up the dynasty that was Nick Saban's Alabama, and so. You know this this first person's gonna get ran out within a couple of years because if they're going if they go eleven and two and don't win a natty you know what I mean like Bama fans are gonna be pissed nah. even though even you know what I mean like even even though like this like no one's gonna be able to replicate it but the guy that first guy that comes in and doesn't is gonna get ran out of town so I think it's gonna be a rough not a rough couple of years in Tuscaloosa I think they'll be exactly what I said like eleven and two you know they'll they'll be they'll make the the 12 team playoff but i don't know that they'll compete for natties and then uh they'll move on to the to the next coach who will then probably be well received because they'll be equivalent or overachieving from this this previous coach so who the hell knows i wouldn't touch it like kirby smart he's not leaving georgia where he's he's building his own dynasty um but yeah lots of uh nfl coaching vacancies as well the two shocking ones are obviously Belichick and uh, I mean he, I, Belichick was still rumored all year, but it still is shocking to see his crazy Pete Carroll, um, which sounds like it's more mutual though, and him moving up into a like more of a management role with the team, but still crazy to see Belichick. All the division titles aside, six Super Bowls, he's got six Super Bowls in twenty four seasons. Mike Tomlin's only won a playoff game in four seasons. Belichick won in 14 out of 24 seasons. He won a playoff game. Pete Carroll, seven, seven out of 14 seasons, won a playoff game. And then you got, got Mike Tomlin, four of 17. So, so uh, And we're still stuck with him forever. So if, <laughs> Pete, if Pete Carroll was because of not, like, a lack of success, like, that's crazy because he is consistently, you know, the Legion of Boom has been gone for – damn near a decade now like this is and he's continued to win he's not like that team is not good he does not have like a like the dude just won 18 games with geno smith yeah he's he's done he's done quite well yeah 
So there's eight openings uh, quickly. I sent you the link in the doc. I'll go first. Power rank the openings by most desirable position. I will. I will start here. Um, I'll start at the bottom. Panthers is the least desirable job because of that dumb, dumb, ba- dumb, baldy uh, David Tepper. So uh, uh, Panthers last, and then I'm gonna say. Patriots second to last because you're replacing the the goat, the Bill Belichick, and that entire franchise, and you've really got not a great roster to start out with. But you do have the number three overall pick. But pay, Patriots second to last. I'll go more quickly. Uh, Titans, they're they're fucked now without Vrabel. He was the only thing keeping that team together. Commanders, brand new. Everyone's brand new. There's zero culture established, which might be a good thing, but very challenging job. Falcons, they've got a pretty limited roster, a lot of money spent on guys that um, aren't paying off, but maybe maybe you could do something with the talent there. Chargers, Raiders, about the same, bang, bang, and then uh, Seahawks would be most desirable. I'll start at the top and work the way down. I think the Chargers are certainly the number one by far. I mean, they're the only team with like a legit franchise QB. I probably put the Raiders. Raiders and Falcons are up there. I think they're more talented teams. Um basically just, you know, a quarterback away from from kind of competing. They both had mediocre seasons but not necessarily bad seasons, so I'll put them there. Uh no, no, Seattle's Seattle's number 2. Sorry, Seattle's number 2 and then the then the Raiders and the Falcons and then I'll put I'll put Tennessee in the middle above the bad team strictly because overall they're like a pretty decent organization. They're, I mean, they're in an entirely full rebuild, losing their entire culture, which was basically Vrabel and Derrick Henry. They're, they're both going to be gone. Titans definitely not a very talented team, um, but it's a you know a steady, fairly consistent organization. So I feel like they're less, uh, you know, toxic and and crazy. New England's not a good situation because I like same with same with the Saban thing. Like you're not going to come in and replicate that success, but they're not as as much of a train wreck as the other ones. But then I I put Carolina above Washington. People talk about like Washington. Washington is one of my is like the most dysfunctional franchise in all of sports possibly. Like they're constantly bad. They have the worst management. I mean, you know, even with Snyder getting rid of the team, I, I feel like this is just year after year one of the most dysfunctional organizations in all of sports. So cap space aside, one a, a the team is just fucking terrible. You have cap space and you have picks, sure, but you know the Browns had cap space and picks for two decades, and when you know, I mean, you, when the when the organization's as dysfunctional as Washington is, I don't know that anyone's going to come in there and and compete. Obviously, you have basically full reins to build however you want so that makes it somewhat you know that's at least a pro but they're so dysfunctional i wouldn't touch washington with with anything well let's get into some nfl injury news for this wild card super wild card weekend we'll start with the only quarterback of note jalen hurts's finger what's going on what what's what's what are we fingering he uh yeah he fing- he finger banged his himself he uh mangled his middle finger on his throwing hand which obviously as a quarterback is going to impact you a lot first i saw he hadn't thrown this week and then now today it says it sounds like he uh practiced it in some 
some limited capacity. So Eagles are collapsing, and if, if Jalen can't throw, it's going to be huge, especially in a road game. I would not. Uh, that's I would not touch that game. Probably not yet. At least uh, Eagles are dumpster fire, and the Bucks are liable to. You know, the Bucks won last week with nine points, three field goals. So against the worst team in the league. So in a game they had to win to win the division. So they're the Eagles are the better team. Uh, they just have to play average, I'd say, to their whatever their peak was this season when they were red hot. If they can attain sixty percent of that, then they'll they should beat the Bucks and they should be able to contain Baker Mayfield certainly with especially with their pass front. But yeah, not a that's going to be a, a train wreck of a game probably on Monday Night Football. It's going to be wonky. That's I can I can guarantee that a wonky game if there's a bet open for that. I think we're ready to just move right into we should just break down each game but oh you did you well, say not, AJ Brown? We, we did not. Yeah, there's not a whole lot really significant injury stuff going on right now but yeah, AJ Brown obviously left the game with that knee injury, went down. Um him and Laporta both we're not getting a whole lot of details. AJ Brown looks like it might be MCL, just the way he got—he kind of got his foot trapped and then had a, a valgus strain where where your knee kind of bends inward a little bit. That's the only thing I can think. It didn't didn't look bad, didn't really look heinous, but obviously he went down uh, in a lot of pain. Still not practicing, so I don't know what that means for his. Uh, hopefully, just a minor MCL sprain and he can get out there. But if you know, if if he's not out there, that's massive. Um, but you know, right now it looks like probably not. Um, and I touched on Laporta. You know, we didn't get a lot of details here, but we can move on to him. Well, I will uh, say to finish up with Eagles, uh, Darius Slay is going to play. So that's a big, big, huge relief yeah. for them. Uh, so, you know, I do now with that in mind, I would definitely lean on the Eagles here, minus three in probably good weather. Yeah, they're definitely uh, the better team overall. Just, uh, Everybody's hurt right now. Laporta, Detroit, getting their first home playoff game in uh, decades. Decade. What? What? Probably like when was the last time? It was like the eighties or something. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Well, thirty years at least. Thirty to forty years. Crazy to think about. Uh, Laporta sounds like he ninety-two was their last playoff win. No. Well, when was that? Was that at home or was that a wild card win? Uh, Barry Sanders ran all over the Cowboys. I think that was the year that they said they won the division. So that pro- that would have been home then. But yeah, regardless. But they you... made the they lost in the wild card round in 2016. Correct. But if but if you are a so if you are not 31 and a half years old, then you have never had a chance to have a home. Detroit playoff game. If you're a 31 year old from Detroit, you have not witnessed a home playoff game, basically. So go Detroit. I'm, I'm picking them this week. Foreshadowing. Laporta. Well, and all, all the money is on the Rams. 93% of the money is on the Rams. Um, 75% of the bet tickets. So the public is very much on the Rams. But I, I do like the, the Rams in this spot uh, to attack that Detroit secondary. 
they should be, and and the over seems like the obvious play too. But uh, that is also all the public is on the over, all the money and all the public on the over. Sharp, sharp under, and Detroit is the sharp plays. But what if the sharp plays gotten me this year? It got me into the fucking gutter. So I'm, and I have the Rams future. So it's a lose lose for me. I need to stay away from this game, and that be that. I won't stay away from this game, though. There's no shot. Laporta sounded initially like it was not going to play. Now it's sounding like he was limited in practice and actually has a chance to play. So we'll see. They called it a hyperextension, which can mean a lot of different things. Basically some sort of sprain to his knee. Hopefully he can get out, put a brace on it, get out there. Would be very good to see. I like Detroit to win this game. The Saturday game here of Dolphins and Chiefs, you know, what? what's the status of Tyreek Hill? He certainly, he had some drops on Sunday. I think he, he gets right, though, this week weekend. And it looks like Moster limited, limited practice. So he'll probably play, but in a limited fashion, I thought he's definitely not 100%. And then uh, no Xavier Howard as well for the Dolphins. So they're just banged up all over the place. They're relying on Eli Apple to, to be their savior, and that's tough. So, uh, chief side of the ball. Uh, sorry if I'm if you do you need to say something. I was just Jalen Waddle still questionable with the high ankle sprain, and it's uh, from what I'm reading, sounding like he's still not doing a whole lot in practice. So, uh, Chiefs should have about everybody that they've had in recent weeks. Pacheco's in. Kadarius Tony probably still out, but you know, what what do you want him for? About about it there. So, you know, and then obviously if you want to talk Steelers, we're getting Minka back. Obviously, no if TJ Watt was playing, everybody would be betting the Steelers this weekend. No so, chance. No, I, yes. I, I do you think? I don't yes, think. I think. We don't eat, we will not get into all the TJ Watt disrespect with all these stupid fucking lists and awards and Pro Bowl and all that bullshit. We won't touch on how there's definitely a conspiracy theory to to snuff him of any recognition. That there's plenty of information on that out there. But I think if TJ Watt plays this line is stays at seven and a half, eight bills, and it's currently ten, which I'm taking the ten. But uh, T.J. Watt, I think, is yeah. worth three points. And I think uh, uh, people would have been uh, more inclined to take the Steelers, I think. But who knows? That's neither here nor there. Bills, Gabe Davis, uh, What would, do you know his practice status? I think he's still doubtful. I, I don't. You can look that up while I, while I T.J. rant here. I do want to say it is, it's, it is weird. PFF had him their number one edge rusher like like three four years ago. They had him number one back to back, and then it's like then when he started having his even crazier seasons, now they have like this weird like agenda against him. It makes no sense. It's silly, but yeah, I mean if he doesn't win Depoy this year, it's a it's a crime crime against humanity. Uh, grade two MCL sprain reports coming out at first. It was a grade three, which would be, which is like a full rupture. Um, now it sounded like grade two, which is, uh, you know, best case scenario, really, from what it looked like, probably won't need surgery. And obviously he'll be fine heading into next year, but they're not going to have him back 
probably mo- most likely at any point if they get to the super, super bowl, bowl maybe maybe but <laughs> that's that's going to just keep talking that's that's super. something that's going to happen in a, in another universe maybe but not in this universe so don't count on seeing tj watt again this year Gabe Davis uh, has not practiced all week, and McDermott said yesterday, you know, uh, next man up, basically. In his, in the his standard program. is the standard, brother. Yeah, and there's uh, what there's Dermott and uh, Tomlin history. They, did they coach together? This, or play together? They played together. They were roommates together, I believe. Yeah, actually, at, yeah. at William and Mary. So, uh, yeah, I. It is funny. I did say last week. I said our only chance. If if this was like a September day on a like a sunny day, Buffalo would beat us by forty. I mean, yeah. they, like there's no like it would be an absolute rout. The weather is supposed to be terrible. It's supposed to be freezing. A chance of rain. Thirty mile an hour winds. There was a rumor going around Twitter that they might play the game in Cleveland because the weather's supposed to be bad, so bad. Which is I've I've been told is an entire myth that was just a made-up rumor that went around on Twitter. But regardless, terrible weather, which actually evens the playing field and gives Pittsburgh a chance because anything can happen in those freaking crazy games, especially, you know, 30-mile-an-hour wins if Josh Allen can't throw it on us. Pittsburgh is the better running team. Um, They're probably the better team at generating turnovers. So anything can happen, um, you know, when a really, really, really sloppy 10-7 to game, that would be sick. Uh, but we're still going to lose by third. I'm I'm betting Buffalo. Okay. Well, there's there's some foreshadowing <laughs> for the end of the episode. We'll go against each other there. Uh, it's a the the plus ten is a weather bet. Take the dog uh, yeah. in the weather, and it's as simple as that to me. Uh, I will check what the, the the total is on that game, but we will we'll say you know. The weather favors us. Our our recent run game favors us. the The Bills haven't been exactly great. They they took them a ninety something yard punt return. To Crosby them. Crosby just yeah. tied the game with twenty eight seconds left, bro. Sidney fucking Crosby, the goat, the fucking wow. goat. Yeah, he is. Pittsburgh. Well, Gretzky. Things things have turned around in 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 recent weeks in in Pittsburgh here. So the under is 35 and a half and it is a a bit of a public bet. You know, everyone's betting the weather, so ah, geez. Give me the plus ten, but also maybe the over there. It's gonna take some Mason Rudolph explosive plays, uh, you know, or or run game explosive plays. It's really gonna come to it's turf, so the rain shouldn't affect the run game a whole lot. Really, I think it helps the um the, the run game if it is rain but if it is snow it's it says low 30 so it's gonna be a shit shitty rain snow mix of lake effect it's gonna be nasty i think on sunday but i think it's gonna be better than maybe perhaps it is uh being forecasted a high of 37 on oh we play sunday it's a high of yeah, 23 Oh, I saw 26 earlier. So I'm that's looking even, at even the crazier. National Weather Service. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I will read you the Sunday quote here. Well, Saturday night snow. Snow could be heavy at times. Low of 21, wind 33 to 40 miles an hour with gusts as high as 65. Chance of precipitation 100%. 
Sunday during the day, snow before 1 p.m. I love how they they did this at they broke it down at 1 p.m. Snow showers likely before 1 p.m., then snow after 1 p.m., heavy at times, widespread blowing of snow, high of 23, wind, wind 29 to 30 miles an hour with gusts up to 46, chance of precipitation 90%, chance of precipitation Sunday night 80%. It will be snowing in Buffalo on Sunday, according to the National Weather Service, with winds to the likes of which you cannot pass the ball more than 10, 15 yards without you really knowing where it's going to go. All I need is a chance, baby. I mean, the 10, the 10. Give me the 10. Give me the 10. You take the other 10. I, I'll take this one. So I'm, I'm just betting. I'm just hammering Buffalo money line in real oh, life. Oh, 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 that's okay. not going to be one of my pod picks, but okay, that's, okay. that's going to be my emotional hedge. I will. I will probably take the under, though. You you've you've got good odds for Buffalo to win by one to ten points. I'm sure on FanDuel, that's got to be plus money. Probably, yeah. Or you know, you could just same game parlay at Steelers plus ten, Bills money line. That would be the move, I would say, if in your headspace. But I think the Steelers are with that weather report. The Steelers are a live dog. Anybody, any team, any given Sunday with those conditions, live dog. That'll be, it'll be fun. I think it'll be a fun game. I'm going to be high anxiety the whole time, but that's going to be a roller coaster. And then the only game, other game we haven't touched on at all is, well, Packers, Cowboys, but everybody seems healthy for that. We don't really need to get into their game injury wise i think the cowboys win but i think it i do like the packers points as well i'm kind of the you're thinking but with the cowboys cowboys at home are a different team they're averaging like 30 points a game packers run game is pretty good which could counteract that a bit a bit but give me the give me the boys money line there but and then the last game the first game texans home against browns Texans plus two. We'll just bleed into greasy gambling picks here, starting with this game. And we'll get that. We'll we'll save draw the week for the tail. So Houston Texans plus two. We both like the Texans. I've liked them since the game was announced. I said that's a tough matchup for the Browns with Stroud. And they're gonna get Grant or the Grant Delpit is out starting safety, but they're getting their big cornerback Denzel Ward back. So there's that. And then also the Dustin Hopkins is still out. It is indoors, so the kick shouldn't be mighty hard, but it's playoff pressure. So what's this uh, backup kicker got, you know, when it comes to some playoff kicks? He hasn't been exactly lights out the the, stre- the back stretch of the season here, you know. So so Texans plus two is is where I would go here. Yeah, I like I like the Texans plus two. Shocks me that they're a home dog. You know, they obviously lost to the Browns with uh Keenum and Davis Mills splitting snaps there. Um, we can talk. We I, I, we talked pre-show about the Browns. So there's so much hype on the Browns, but when you look at their their schedule, the, the back half of the season after you know since Deshaun Watson went down, they really haven't beaten the starting quarterback. The, the only starting quarterback they've beaten is freaking Kenny Pickett, which was the ugliest game humanity has ever witnessed. They got throttled by the Broncos and the Rams. Uh, well, they did beat. Trevor Lawrence, but that was when he was hurt and played terrible coming off of that ankle sprain. 
and then you know they beat the beat the Texans third stringer, beat the Jets fourth stringer. So they really haven't had a quality win in the back half of the season since since they beat uh, the Ravens with Deshaun. So a lot of hype on the Browns. I, I like I like the Texans being a home dog. Are we doing like locks of the week? Is that 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 was that was probably going to be my lock. T- take it. There's your there's uh, your lock of the week. Well, my lock of the week's the Steelers plus ten. It's, that's my lock of the week. I obviously t- t- chirped them up s- so much there. Give me the ten. Give me the ten. Well, here's the ten in my lock spot. Uh, it's a new it's a new day. The the regular season is over with. I'm on to the postseason. I'm 0-0 here. Give me the Steelers as my lock. And any you got any other picks? Uh, I like we'll bounce the, back and forth. You you take one, I'll take one. I, I like uh, the Lions at minus five. What is it, five? I like the Lions three. there. Oh, three. I, I don't know what I was thinking then. Yeah, even even better. Yeah, I love the Lions. I, you hate that one, but I, I'm – I'm big on that. I don't hate it, but okay. I, I'm i not going to take that. Penguins lost in overtime anyways, but at least, I got the, at least I got the point. What do you mean? They lost. They didn't get a point. You do in hockey. Hockey, oh. like, hockey you, get like, you get two for a win, one for an overtime loss, and then obviously zero for a loss. Weird. Well, and, uh, back to football. <laughs> well maybe you know we're gonna have to think of something here to do in the off season at least you know a couple once or twice a month we'll keep hockey on the back burner i think that is i would i'd much rather do that than nba this year although the Cavs are pretty good we might have to sprinkle in a little bit of Cavs, but i have no no clue what they're about right now i, I have no zero clue about basketball right now my uh second pick here is going to be this chiefs Minus four and a half. Dolphins in zero degrees. They haven't felt that weather at all this year. They haven't even come close to living in that kind of weather, let alone playing football in it. Your joints are going to hurt just standing there, getting ready to warm up. And and it is it's gonna show up in the in the second half. It's still gonna be a competitive NFL playoff game. I'm not saying that. But it's going to show up in the second half where the Chiefs are going to be in it and they're going to be, you know, playing at a, a notch above the Dolphins come second half. Mark my words. So give me the Chiefs minus four and a half as my second pick on the cock. I really like that one, too. I won't take it just because you took it, but that probably should have been my lock. Frickin' Chris, Chris Collinsworth. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my God. This guy. You know, that's it. That's you can hear it. You can hear it in your head Sunday night on the cock. <laughs> Chris Collinsworth sucks. Oh, I mean, the, he, he's got to be the worst of all. He's the worst currently. Worst all time is Phil Sims. Do you have a worst all time? Best all time's mad. Does it have to be NFL? I hate RG3, bro. I loved him so much as a player. <laughs> I don't, I mean, he's corny, but he's not the worst. He just says dumb shit. He tries so hard to be funny. Yes, and he's just yes, not fucking true. funny. I'm like, dude, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, I, I can't even. I have to change the channel. I, I like mute it. Like it's so. It's, I just can't do it. <laughs> I had to unfollow him on Twitter because yeah. he's so. He's so like painfully unfunny. It's like, dude, you cannot try that hard to be funny. I would. Yeah, I don't. I don't enjoy him either. But uh, and then Gus Johnson. I start. I liked him a few years ago. 
and stuff with Big Ten, but he's gotten to annoy me now, and he's just way college. He's my my least favorite as well. Well, we'll maybe we'll revisit that another day. We'll break down some bad commentators. Uh, let's go to you. Got any more picks? Any any more? We just do in the two here, and we'll definitely have for, some for you on like, X. Uh, well, uh, this, I like the the Steelers under, but it's so. I mean, it's so low. Thirty five and a half. I just read you so that weather. Where are I the think, points coming from? Yeah, there's no field goals. There's not going to be a single field goal kick that game. So I, I think uh, probably Packers Cowboys under fifty and a half. That's a, that's a lot of points. Uh, well, like I said, Dallas at home's averaging close to thirty. Yeah, but how, I don't know if Green Bay is really going to stay with them. Yeah, I don't hate that. Uh, the sharpest total of the week is is the um, the Rams Lions under fifty one and a half. You know, when we were talking games before we got on the air, you know, I said, "Oh my God, that Rams Lions over is just." That's going to be an explosive game, but everyone is betting the over there. So if you like the sharp plays, haven't been doing well this year, but it is the playoffs and all anything is up for grabs. All Every bet on the board is a coin toss from here on out. There, There's nothing you can count on anymore. Yeah. So take that with a grain of salt too, especially the parlays and the teasers, people. Don't do what I do. Stay away from those this weekend. But if I had to give you a parlay, I'm going to say Cowboys money line, Chiefs money line. That should be about minus 120. Eagles money line. And then and then if you make it to Monday night with the Eagles money line, now, now you're looking at plus 150, maybe 180 range. Then you just take the bucks plus three and and uh, try to middle the game. That's always that's always a, a fun way to do it. So you just you hedge whatever your bet amount was on the bucks. So if I bet twenty five dollars on this three team parlay, I would also bet twenty five on the the bucks plus three. So if those win, you obviously get your payout, a free bet to get your payout, and then the other way around, you broke even. And if they both hit, you get a bonus. A bonus uh, cash there. So there's my parlay for you. Chiefs, boys, and birds. Like it. I, I, that, that Philly game, I, I at first when the spread came out so low, I really wanted to hammer Philly, but then Philly's just so banged up and they've been so bad that it's tough to trust them on the road, especially if you don't know how healthy their guys are. So that one's a little iffy for me. But it would be crazy if Baker wins. And Houston beats Cleveland, you know, in the aftermath of the, the Deshaun trade. Would be the worst. Plus, plus, put uh, Michigan winning the Natty in the same week. It's a tough week for the OSU Browns combo. I would like to see a Chiefs Cowboys Super Bowl, so like we can call it the Cowboys and Indians Bowl. Oh yeah, okay. I see what you did there. I would like. Not the Ravens and not the Browns. And then, obviously, not the Niners or Cowboys because then they'll get to six. And then, so pretty much other than that, it's it's fair game for me. Obviously, I I'd, I'd most would like to see the uh, 
if the Bills weren't playing the Steelers, I'd be rooting for the Bills, and I'd love for the Lions to to get it done too. One of the, you know, one of the teams that's never won it. Yeah, I'm with you there, and that there is some solace if if we do lose, you know, then then I will be pulling for the Bills as well. Except the Bills is on my my field bet. I took the field, and the Bills is one of those teams I'm against on that right. one. So. Actually, Chiefs and Bills would would kill me. They're the only two left for the AFC in that one. And then I have 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys on the NFC side. So those those people can't. If I can just get one one side though to not make the the Super Bowl there, then I can get out of it. But and then I got the Rams sixty to one. Took that back before Christmas. Or maybe it was Christmas. I took Rams sixty to one, so that's that's also why I'm kind of against the the loins. All right, let's do a draw of the week and get on out of here. Get to Super Wild Card Weekend, and I gotta freaking fix my bath bathroom faucet. That's gonna be a pain in the butt. I hate plumbing. We both hit our draws this week, which was a beautiful feeling. Yeah, it doesn't happen too often, but when it does, watch out. Outfit's ridiculous. I think I know where you're going here. You, you thinking Everton? Yes. <laughs> I was just looking at that. Well, since you freaking segued into it, let's hammer it. Everton at home versus Aston Villa, one of the hottest teams uh, really in, in soccer, but in the Premier League uh, this year, Aston Villa's been, been very good, but Everton's been uh, – surprisingly okay this year as well so maybe they get the the home draw we'll hammer that one plus 260 go go everton they call them the toffees let's go toffees get that point i'm gonna go back to bologna in Serie A. also a good game in Serie A sunday no one will be watching because the steelers are on but ac milan and roma that should be a good matchup uh in in Serie A. there top of the table I do need to look, uh, maybe while I'm saying that my draw, you can look at where the what the Serie A table looks like where AC Milan sits, but uh, I'm going to go. Oh, they're go third. They, they're, it's basically one and two is Inter and Juventus, and then AC Milan is, is a ways back in third. But they just, uh, Milan just blew. So this week was the uh, Coppa Italia Cup quarterfinals. Um and Milan was up. They're playing at home to, to Atlanta, I think. They're up one zero, and then and then blew it. Lost by two. Lost two. Lost two to one. Uh, and then Juve won their game. So we it, it robbed us. Milan blowing it robbed us of an All American semi or final, depending on what the matchups were. But uh, yeah, Weston McKenney and uh, West McKenney having a phenomenal season. Tim Tim Weya. Over there in Juve, they might uh, might get a cup or a league title in Italy this year. So that'd be that'd be good for the American boys. Yeah, that would, that'd be cool. Uh, so uh, my draw of the week though is Bologna at Cal Cagliari. Bologna at Cagliari. That's a plus two hundred draw. Pretty low there on the the odds. Uh, the other one I was looking at was Genoa and Torino at plus one ninety. Under two, under two to one for a draw. That's a an interesting line. Cagliari so, came through for me last week, so 
They're hot. They're hot with the draws. All right. Well, that's our show. Enjoy this wild card. It's going to be wild, too. These playoffs are going to be wild and wonky, I feel like. And can't wait to follow it along. Follow us on X at Return to Play Pod. We went like 30 picks, close to 30 picks above 500 uh, for the year, for the regular season. So that is clap it up for us. Take a bow. Uh, please give us a shout out and like on the old X. Uh, still, still going pretty unnoticed on X. I, you know, it would really be like a part-time job to boost that bastard up to getting noticed. But, you know, I was doing some digging. It's, it's tough out there. And so the market's flooded, man. The social media game is just flooded. There's too many people, too many people have a voice. There's no, no regulation. We got on it too late. We got yeah, we were we got rich and educated too late. Too late. Yep. We're too we're too young to get a good mortgage rate, and we're too old to be TikTok famous. Precisely. That was very well put. Millennials. All right. Well, no matter what generation you're from, you're here because you love football. So have a good, dry, safe weekend with the weather. Stay healthy, America.